Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido, along with Scoot. Hello! And Johnson! Also receiving votes, Guido. Receiving votes. Also receiving votes. We'll get there. We'll get there. But first, let's talk about some WVU quarterback news. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Pro Football Focus, the website Pro Football Focus. PFF, of course. PFF. They do a lot of... uh, Yeah, PFF. Come on, PFF. They do a lot of talk about... uh, College football, NFL draft, NFL fantasy stuff. That's pretty much the 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 gist of their website. They've got Jared Daigie on their week one Heisman watch list. Yeah, they do. Top five. <laughs> what? Did you expect that? No. I mean, uh, look, let's review I mean... back to Scoot's point that we almost weren't sure he was the designated starter until, what, a week oh. and a half ago? So... Like now, now he's a Heisman finalist after one the, week against Kentucky Fried Chicken or whatever we played. So Anthony, no, I Anthony, didn't expect that. Uh, Anthony Tresh, I think is how you say his name. Anthony Tresh, who is the writer for Pro Football Focus, he has compared him to the next Joe Burrow. He says that oh, like Jared Day, he's the next Joe Burrow. I like. Like it. I don't, well, I don't know if I see that. I don't see that. And if you pronounce his name as Anthony Tresh, I'm sure it is something completely different. But um, <laughs> I do not see him as Joe Burrow. Uh, I I don't even know. I, I don't. Well, but there's no need. I I don't see it not because of Jared Daigie. I don't see it because, like, what have we – we've barely played a game. I mean, he didn't even – he hasn't even played four quarters yet. So how is he He's only played the, two quarters. Yeah, He's, like what? I mean, I, and here's the thing. So if you win uh, – I, I, if you're on Twitter and you, you're kind of in the West Virginia Twitter universe – um, there was this tweet that was flying around from one of the writers that kind of did like a breakdown of a play and how good Jared Daigie did on this play about throwing the defense off. Yeah, looking, you know, looking the D off. and then Looking yeah. the D off and making another receiver open right. downfield. But it was EKU. Like, I, I, listen, I like the kid. I hope that he is a star, and it would be great if he's the next Joe Burrow. I'm just saying it might be a little early, boys. Uh, it's early. I think it's early. Like, when... I don't know. I, I just don't see – I haven't seen that jazz yet. If if he does well, let, let's let him get through two or three weeks of the Big 12. Yeah. If he does well there, okay, then we can start talking well, about that. Well, but let's make sure my, – my point to the – to the question is not Jared Deggie. It's any of these guys. Sam Sam Ellinger's on here. It's like, okay, he played a few quarters against, what, UTEP? Like, I get it. Like – but it's kind of like putting people on here just because you're putting a list together and you need some popular quarterback names. I, I just like I don't feel like it's because any of these guys have actually done anything yet to be Heisman like. It's just a weird list that he put together. Yeah, I feel like it was a little bit of a uh, a clickbait list, if you would. Well, like- <laughs> here's one thing that'll tell you something though, right? Apparently, the AP and the coaches poll. They don't see him as the next Joe Burrow yet because they're not putting us higher ranked in these polls yet. Uh, Guido and I were talking. There are several teams that haven't even played yet that are ranked 
Yeah, you've got six teams, six of the top ten teams haven't even played a game yet. They've well, the, most most all are SEC teams. We're also receiving votes, Scoot. Yeah. We we're also receiving votes, yet we are one of the few teams that has already played. Well, should here's, we here's, should we here's, not here's, eliminate those nobody teams that haven't played anybody? Should we not put them as the also receivers? Here's here's the part that makes it a little tough. Uh so we're also receiving votes at 59. Which essentially makes us ranked 27th behind Baylor, who is 26th behind the number 25th ranked team on the AP poll, which is Marshall. Yes. And I feel like we've talked more about Marshall in the last three weeks of this podcast than in the history of it before. Uh, Marshall is ranked 25th in the nation. We are ranked um, 27th. Yeah, but that's a very Marshall thing to do, right? Yeah, I mean, and it was a good win against App, App State this weekend, I guess. Um, but that's a very martial thing to do, don't you agree? Y- yes, it's like it is a very-, a very martial thing to do to me is to be... Was was Grant Wells on this? Yeah, well, he actually looks very good. I, yeah, I'm he re- is he on the good. Heisman he looks, list? He, looks, he looks really good. Is no. he on the Heisman list? No, he but no. I mean, well, a very martial thing to do is to... Uh, if I just told you, Guido, that... Your team's playing in the three thirty time slot Saturday. That's pretty cool on CBS. That's pretty right. cool. Who? Yeah. Oh, who are you playing? Uh, Appalachian State. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, all right. Uh, and then you you won. What was the score? It was seventeen to seven. It's oh, very okay. martial. I get it. It's it's just all very martial to me. It's like I'm sure we'll be told on socials that it's an excellent thing. But it yeah, just feels we'll play very Oklahoma at noon on a Saturday yeah, because right? that's just what happens. Yeah, on, e- on ESPN Plus is what it feels like <laughs> yeah. a very martial um, thing to do. Some other some other teams that you guys might want to hear about on this list. Uh, Pitt, the Panthers are two and zero. They're breaking attendance records this year at their home games. By well, the and they the annoyingly look pretty talented on the field, which is aggravating. Um, right. Also, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech, uh, Texas, Miami, Notre Dame. There's a lot of people that I don't like that are on this list. Like Miami's number eight. I don't know if you watched any of the Miami Louisville game. Louisville looked like they had just forgotten how to play football for a little bit. And Miami yeah, they was did. the benefactor of that. But who's, Miami's qu- who's Miami's quarterback? Anybody know? Derek King. Dana's Dana's lost boy. Oh, the, yeah. the one that said he was going to red shirt, but not transfer mm-hmm. four games into a season last year. And then what did and he do? Surprise. He, uh, he, he transferred. Well, so the team we're playing next weekend in Stillwater Oklahoma, or this weekend, excuse me, in Stillwater, Oklahoma State is uh, ranked 15th in the nation right now, 1-0. They beat Tulsa this weekend, but they kind of had trouble with them, Johnson. A little, little rough start well, for Well, and Oklahoma I think they State. had a lot of trouble with them, really. But they got thrown off with a weird injury to their starting quarterback, which I think torpedoed, you know how that is, best laid plans, and then something like that happened. So I think, if I remember correctly, going into the fourth quarter, they were still trailing by a good bit so uh they pulled it out i think they did just enough to get out of there and kind of like right the ship the quarterback they brought in um to finish things out i think they actually brought in someone and then they actually replaced that guy but who they finished out with is i believe a true freshman right and he he didn't look too bad yeah shane illingsworth was four for five with 74 yards as a true freshman coming into the game uh i i think the thing with oklahoma state though they're they not having watched you know we've, we've only seen a little bit now but they come across to me like they have enough talent at their skill positions that 
it's kind of like a team like that. They're going to figure it out and, and do enough to win. You know what I mean? They've got enough talent that they're going to they're going to figure it out, even if things go a little bit sideways. Yeah. And I think what was kind of interesting and and to be honest with you, you look at this in one way and you're like, this could be good for WVU. But on the other end, I look at it as a bad thing. Chuba Hubbard, you know, probably who should really be on a Heisman watch list, by the way. Chuba Hubbard has had an 11 game, 100 plus yard uh, streak going for carries, finished with 93 yards against Tulsa. Um, and I think that in some ways you go, well, has Chuba lost it? But he's, I don't think it's that. I think it's more that, you know, it's the first time playing a team, it's the first time out on the field. And I think he just, you know, getting it going was a little tough. And, um, Coach Brown said this week something that, you know, I thought was interesting in one of his interviews. He talked about how this week the focus was, you know, on discipline and how every team in college football is having a hard time with just general discipline and getting these kids back into the routine of practices during a game week and all of that that just was missed when they had to have this weird minimalized camp that was split up. And he said that that's been the biggest thing. And I think that's what you're seeing across the board with some of these teams struggling in the Big 12 against these non these non-conference foes that it's just it's been hard for them to get back in that groove so then i worry okay chuba hubbard goes i had a bad game last week i gotta come out and really play this <laughs> now week. i'm mad you yeah. know so it's gonna really be on that defensive line this week for west virginia to, to to stop that run game you know the stills brothers need to step it up we need to see it from you know some of the other you know new defensive linemen that are in there i think that's the biggest key to this game is is stopping that run game for for against chuba hubbard you know what um, I don't think we will miss? <laughs> What's that? Uh, I don't think we're going to notice any any fall off with, with no Vic Caning. Uh, uh, okay, I, you I, don't you don't think there's any there, there's any hangover there or anything? I don't think so. I think we'll do okay. No, I agree. I, I tend to agree. I think that, you know, I think that that defensive line, it, it, may, have, it may have brought the defensive staff, you know, together, the defensive team, the defensive coaches – more together through that whole experience than than apart. I think it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how we handle that running game that Oklahoma State could potentially have with. Yeah, and I guess I mean I didn't I didn't check again before we before we kicked off the recording, but is there chance for that quarterback to return for our game or do we think they're coming in with that new setup at quarterback? So Ethan Ethan Bullock is his name. Um no, you know, I, they haven't said anything. So I was I was looking earlier today. I haven't seen any updates. I mean, I'm sure that's going to be a, you know, Wednesday, Thursday update that you'll see coming out of Stillwater of his status. Because obviously if that's something they're having to deal with, I mean, I hate it for them, but from our perspective, that's great because now you get to maybe key on, on Hubbard a little bit more, and that's probably what we're going to need to do. So that'll be interesting just to see if they – bring if that QB is able to come back or if they're still if they're still trying to keep things going with the freshman who again didn't look bad so it's not like you just ignore that but no so I you know their backup their second quarterback is Spencer Sanders and uh, he came in and, and did okay but then they brought in Shane Ellingsworth um, and he played a little bit more and had 74 yards passing but they still you know it was still a uh, it was still it was still a tough game for them, but here here's the real thing is you know in their wide receiving core you know you really got to watch. There's two guys you got to watch this week, uh, Tylen Wallace who had 94 yards, and Stoner Dylan Stoner. Oh, Stoner's man. Stoner's out there, man. Check it out, <laughs> Dylan. Hey man, uh, Dylan Stoner who's another he's another high target 
uh, two, two guys. But it'll be interesting to see how West Virginia matches up this week and how real it's going to be really interesting to see how good this defense can be for West Virginia. Well, and would you forgive me if I'm also, uh, I'm also interested to see how this offensive line performs. You know, we went and scoot was very, uh, still kind of holding out his opinion from last week. I think I'm interested to see if we can get some push off the line of scrimmage, give Letty Brown and Alex Singfield some room to run again, like they did in the previous game. I'm interested to see how that fares. You, you know, a lot of times the more we can have some success than, uh, Mr. Heisman watch can have more room to throw. So I'm interested to see right. how that goes. Scoot. What if, so we had what 300 plus yards against Eastern Kentucky. What is a win for you? You know, you rushing wise, like how many yards would you say, Hey, that was a good game. If we came out with, listen, if, if we get a running back to finish with 90 plus rushing yards, that's a pretty good week. Because yeah. I don't know how often we did that last year. We did very, very rare, very rare. Yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would have to agree. Yeah, I would have like, to agree. I think that's a good week. I, I don't think last week was anything realistic. Right. I think if if we can get Letty ninety plus yards, we're probably going to win. I that might be the telltale, right? I think if we can get a running game where we can produce ninety plus rushing yards, I think we're in a pretty good chance to win the game. I think well, and I, I'm I'm on the same I'm about on the same track. I'd like to see between uh, Singfield and Lely, Letty Brown. I'd like to see you know them finish combined uh, somewhere in the 150 range. You know, I think that would be a good place to be um, for rushing yards. If it's 75 each, if they if they split it equal, that's fine with me. If it's you know 150, whatever it is, uh, I think if we can finish around that 150 yards rushing against OKU, I think that puts us in a good position to allow Jared Daigie to throw it around to one of the 10 receivers that he's got, you know, that he's got. Well, let me ask you guys this real quick. Since we're on the topic, since we're on the topic of running backs, do you think that we have become spoiled as West Virginia fans? Because for the last 10 plus years, give or take without the, you know, if you exclude the last two or three years, WVU's always had this running back who was like explosively fast. Tavon Austin, Steve Slayton, um, Noel Devine. Like there have been guys that have just been complete burners. Do you feel that we are lacking that? Like I don't know that Kennedy McCoy or Martel Petaway were com- like were burners. And that might be part of our our issue. Well, do you, I, I mean maybe I mean, it might be a little bit of offensive scheme. It might be a little bit of, you know, recruiting in the previous regime. Um, so I hear I hear what you're saying. I mean, because you have to think that when coming from Rich Rod and even with Coach Stu, you know, speed was key to their recruiting. Like, they right. wanted to recruit speed. That was that style offense. Speed before strength, really. Speed before strength. Speed before height. Speed before hands. It was all speed, speed, speed. And I think that that shifted a lot with data. You know, data was more, you, we, we saw it shift to more of a gunslinger uh, style offense. And I feel like now with Coach Brown that we're actually almost what I would like to call a balanced team. And I, I feel like that they want more ball intelligence. They want more uh, thinking about playing than having one guy who can run circles around anybody. 
Yeah, the, the speed is what I think we're missing. I think if you were to look at last year's team or the year before, I would say the speed was mostly on defense more so than it was on offense. Is what it feels like. I may be wrong. Well, either way, this week we'll see what happens. I mean, that running game really needs to – you know, really needs to stay pretty strong. I don't think it needs 300 yards. I think, uh, you know, a buck 50 would be nice and would be about where it needs to be. Yeah, and I'm just um, hoping that we keep explosive plays from Oklahoma State's offense to a minimum. You know, I don't think you're going to contain all those guys. Like I said, I think they have super talent at their skill positions, but I'm just hoping that we're able to not – you know, watch receivers be way behind our defense or watch Hubbard running in space, you know, wide open. I, I'm just hoping we can contain some of that stuff and give, you know, not not get in a hole early, not do stuff like that. So I guess we'll see. I, I have confidence they can do it. And, and I think on offense, if we can just keep some of the positives rolling from last week, we're in good shape. It'd be great to see that rushing, like you said, keep going. So, uh, guys, I put out on Twitter, at Got Your Ears, I put out uh, asking for some predictions for this week's game. And some of the ones that I got back were kind of were kind of depressing. Most of what we're hearing from our fans, from our fans, are Oklahoma State 24, WVU 17. So a lot of them talking about Oklahoma State coming out on top. Where do you fall, Scooty? What do you think? What's your prediction for this week? Ooh. Well, uh, in years past, I've predicted that WVU would – uh, crush Oklahoma State, and uh, in years past, I have been uh, determined to be a fool. So I am going to go with uh, an Oklahoma State win. I think we'll lose by ten points. I don't know what the score will be, but I think we'll lose by ten. Johnson, what do you think? I think this is one of those games that could be a field goal difference, like a late. A late decided close one score game. I really do, especially with this quarterback weirdo situation with OSU. Um, but I, I think going on the road is tough in the Big 12 to begin with. I think going down there with their skill positions is going to be tough. I feel like this is one of those, you know, 24 21 games where I'm afraid if I'm sticking true to my, uh, you know, season start record prediction this was a loss i had i had this in the loss category so i think that's where my mind is really 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 quick right now and i think too guido it's because i think we've what did i see we've won like one time in eight or nine trip or no uh it's something like one Mm -hmm. one win so far in our trips down there so in in stillwater in stillwater we're one and three i think that history is in the back of my mind too. It's just, it's, we don't historically have a whole lot of success there. I yeah. think, I think Oklahoma state will score 34 and we will finish with 24 would be my, if I had to put numbers on it. Yeah. I'm uh, I actually, I'm thinking it's going to be a little closer. I think that you're looking at a win by Oklahoma state, but I think it's going to be closer than we think. I think it's, it's down to a three point game. I think it's West Virginia trying to do the two minute drill at the end of the fourth quarter and not succeeding along those lines. Um, it's, it's, that's, that's, I think it's going to be a little bit closer of a game than we think. I think, I think it's a one-score game, probably even a three-point game. That, that's the feeling I have. But I think it's going to – it might be a high-scoring high game. Right now, right, right now, Oklahoma is picked by six So um, in this. But I think it's going to be less. I would take, I would take uh, the points on that. I, I think – I don't think West Virginia – I don't think Oklahoma will be able to, to cover that. So that's that's this game against Oklahoma State. Uh, don't forget, it's this Saturday. 
It's on ABC at 3.30, um, so definitely check it out. Actually, national televised game, which is nice on a, on a, ne- on a network, not on a not on the cable. I'm still not paying for ESPN Plus, by the way. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. on the re-up. I was going to see what you guys have done because this is another week where I don't need it yet, right? right. I don't. I don't you need, don't need it, it yet. So yeah, I'm I'm with Aha. you. I'm holding I'm, I'm holding off until I need it. Take Isn't that, it? ABC Disney Empire. I, I Johnson. Yeah, Johnson thinks he's pulled one over on on a major multi billion dollar industry. <laughs> You'll need it. <laughs> You're not getting my four ninety nine or whatever. Yeah, he's it was. he's really hurting him where it counts. Hit him in that pocketbook, Johnson. Keep the five dollars. So let's pivot a little bit to uh, to basketball, guys. It's it's. I like that you used pivot in basketball. Still, you like that pivot triple in basketball? Threat. Like I did that? You're a triple threat. Uh, it's still a little early, but uh, the big the big news this week for NCAA basketball is that they came out with uh, a start date. So they've pushed start date to November 25th. They have said that you can start practices at the beginning of October, which the way college sports works now like they're already practicing like it's it's about time with coaches and what they can and can't do uh but you can start official practices i guess um the first of october but the big key to that is is between whenever practices start between now and november 25th no scrimmages so you know usually wvu plays an mec school in the coliseum to get run up they they play duquesne every year the pit game will not be played this year. Maybe get one in against Marathon Oil, you know, yeah, stuff, right. stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, you invite the local iron workers. Um, yeah. So n- none of that is happening. So WVU was going to get their suntan lotion and their swim trunks and go to the battle for Atlantis, which would supposed to be played in the Bahamas, but and then and then was rumored to be rescheduled to South Dakota. Which makes Scoot, perfect sense. Which makes perfect sense. Scoot loves South Dakota. Uh, uh, I actually, I got on our website uh, just to check our statistics before we uh, we got on to see if we had any downloads. We've never had any downloads from that South Dakota. So, Which I, I would venture to guess that means that uh, the people in South Dakota are... Um, uh, Don't ignorant, exist. Ignorant to good podcasts it's like they said okay we can't go to the bahamas let's find somewhere polar opposite like with (laughs) i want to find a place that has like negative anticipation can we can we find some place that is equally like as unexciting as the bahamas would be exciting so uh unfortunately now what has happened what broke kind of over the weekend was the battle for atlantis uh is canceled for this year um and they're not playing it in south dakota um they're they're not playing at all i think duke was backing out first so duke had said that they weren't going to play i guess if it did get relocated and then um from there it was supposed to be played in, in sioux falls at the pentagon by the way that was the name of yeah the, I, you saw guys think sioux falls. I saw this that. was like a funny joke by somebody like a kim jong-un you think he, he like, hey, those Americans, they want to play the at the Battle of Atlantis in Bahamas. Let's tell them it's been moved to South Dakota. It almost sounds like one of those things where, like, the sponsors or the people running the tournament couldn't figure out, a like, they didn't want to do it anymore, and they couldn't figure out a good way. So they were like, <laughs> tell them it's in South Dakota. They'll just not come. They'll say, no, they'll, they'll back out. Yeah, they'll back they'll out. They'll just back out. 
So, so right now, there's, I guess, uh, while there's some clarity to when play can start, uh, there's little clarity of, you know, what the schedule is going to look like now that we don't have that. And that was going to be an amazing tournament. I mean, the Battle for Atlantis looked amazing. Yeah. You had Duke, you had Ohio State, Texas A&M, West Virginia, Wichita State, who we beat last year. And the Cancun Challenge, um, you had Memphis in there, so you had you had Creighton, you had some great teams. What it was going to disappoints me. Watch, I think, even if it was in South Dakota, yeah, I think it would have been fun to yeah, watch. What disappoints too. me is here for the last probably five to eight years, we've gone to some tournaments and they've featured the likes of uh, Dormat State University and um, uh, you know. Name some direction, some part of a state university that we've never heard of, that we hardly ever play, and and those were the the big teams in that tournament. You play like fifteen games in that tournament somehow at your home arena, and then you go and play two games against some no name teams. Well, wasn't it last season we played like in the um, ballroom of like an Econo Lodge? Right, and yes. it was like it was called the Red Roof, uh, the Quest for the Red Roof. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. The sweat, the sweat mop kids were setting picks in the middle of the oh, game. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember <laughs> that was great. Um, so uh, you know, now where it kind of leaves the basketball team is uh, technically their first scheduled game with an opponent. Scheduled opponent is now December 9th against Robert Morse at the Coliseum. Uh, they're supposed to play a Big East team, but that had yet been scheduled for December 5th, so no uh, team or or location. I'm wondering if, you know, do you get Pitt to slide back in there? And now, you know, what what which of these tournaments is going to continue to play? You know, so those Thanksgiving tournaments are big deals. You know, ESPN usually puts a lot of money into them. Now we're not in one. So what happens with Do you guys think the, the whole you have to play in the conference thing like the football is going to happen in basketball? No out-of-conference basketball. Well, and it's funny, Scoot, you made a joke, I don't know, about four or five episodes ago. You made a joke of saying, hey, after Thanksgiving, they should just quarantine and just start playing. In a bubble. In a bubble. And it's funny, that rumor has snuck out in a couple of Big 12, if you read a couple of Big 12 forums online, a couple other things, that rumor snuck, snuck out where they've talked about, hey, let's just ramp up play get rid of everything else start playing big 12 basketball the second week of december because almost every school in the in the conference is going to be done by thanksgiving bubble the kids they're thinking that most of these colleges may not go back until the end of january beginning of february and then those you know six eight weeks play a ton of basketball and try to get as much of a season in as you can good call scoot you're like trendsetter well, I know. Maybe they, I think they listened to the show. I think they heard Scoot. Obviously. And, and then they were like, oh, Bob Bowles. I'm Bold a part of some think tanks. Idea. Maybe you've heard of Mensa. I've, I've <laughs> um, been to Rhodes as well. I've, I've been on some Rhodes. I, I think where this all concerns me is. I'm a Rhodes scholar. For WVU basketball, we've got a lot of guys coming back. We're, we have a ton of guys coming back that played a lot last year, which is a good thing. But you also have some key players uh, and Isaiah Cottrell and yeah, starting, Bridges. Starting with, out with, their careers, yeah. Starting out their careers that aren't going to have a lot of ramp up into whatever yeah, and the I know where you're going. Be. A lot of those early season tournaments are kind of for the sole purpose of almost traveling together and just getting in the routine. Not even so much, you know, how you – I mean, obviously it's how you participate on the court, but we talk about it all the time. It's like 
getting into tournament play type of exposure and things like that. So yeah, I agree. It's, it's kind of sucks to not get that opportunity. Well, and I think that's the biggest concern that you have is that, you know, basketball, the one thing that I think is majorly different between basketball and football is that for a basketball team to work well and to win, you know, all of those guys, even all the way down to the guy at the end of the bench, all the way down to Spencer Mackey, like all of those guys have to get along, play well together and be, yeah, there's gotta be chemistry, chemistry there. Right. And you miss that when you're not traveling to the Bahamas or Sioux City, South Dakota, when you're not, you know, if you're just coming to the gym every day and practicing, you don't necessarily build that bond. And so that's a little bit of my worry on this team. Um, so it's going to be inter- it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks as WVU basketball, as Coach Huggins tries to pull together what they're going to do for those first couple of weeks now that they don't have the battle for Atlantis anymore in South Dakota. So um we'll have to definitely check check out what's going to happen with that but listen guys one more thing i want to touch on and then we're going to go to a break which is uh how bad in the last week has not only the big 10 looked but the pac 12 i mean the big 10 comes back and says okay we're we're starting practicing next week and we're going to play our first games you know the second week of october and pac pac 12's like you know look like they're little uh i don't want to say the word look like they're little you know, <laughs> little uh, dog in chain pops up and goes, oh, oh we, we can do that too, guys. We, we can practice. We can play. Like, the Pac-12 is such a weak conference when it comes to making decisions. Well, it's West Coast. Nobody really wants to watch it. Um, and it is weak. There, I, I don't – and I no disrespect. I mean, other than Stanford and uh, maybe Oregon, I don't have much respect for those – schools as far as sports go ucla used to be good yeah yeah bas- um, yes of course it's, it's just so interesting to watch how much the big 10 and pac 12 has just have just changed their their tune over the last week two weeks you know they they've been like oh now that everybody else is doing it and safe you know we just wanted to make sure that was going to happen and then we were going to make a decision so it was uh it was kind of interesting well, listen, guys, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll uh, do everybody's favorite game show on a WVU podcast. It's a little thing we like to call Bluff the Fluffs. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortec Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortecKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortec, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality everyday carry knives vortech knives all right welcome back to got your ears on guido along with scoot and johnson don't forget check us out on the social medias you can find us on instagram and twitter at got your ears also look for us on facebook got your ears on you can uh check it out you can get a link to our new shirts you can find our shirts on with the state of west virginia and our logo in it it's awesome. You can buy them online. Twenty bucks. All kinds of cool folks. merch on it's there. Check all it out. kinds of cool merch. Did you, Scoot? Did you see uh, Johnson? Unfortunately, bought the last fanny pack out of the store. Yes, that that I thought was going to be a hot seller. We had actually had 
30 in inventory. He bought all 30. He did. I'm now uh, secretly eBaying some of them since I cornered the market. So He's he's autographing them and then putting them <laughs> back on eBay. On eBay, yes. You can get your own Johnson autographed fanny pack on eBay. He'll Just even go, bedazzle it if you'd like. Go, go, to, uh, go to eBay account fanny pack lover and you can get your own. You got your ears on fanny pack. Here's the funny thing. Somebody's going to go to that, and it's going to be like some other person, and they're going to make a lot of money because oh, they're going to think it's Johnson's fanny pack business. Do you think uh, Do you think Mountaineer fans are big fanny pack purchasers? <sighs> Maybe the millennial Mountaineer I don't fans. Think, I don't think so. But your average, no. No, your average Mountaineer fan is not wearing a fanny pack. Yeah, I feel like the answer is no. Probably no. All right. Well, listen, let's move on to Bluff the Fluffs. Everybody's favorite game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. Here is the thing. Scoot won last week. It's true. It's true. Scoot won last week over Johnson. Yeah, well, I mean, dominant fashion. Dominant ESPN fashion. ESPN history, considering the fact that Scoot worked at ESPN at one point in was, his life. That's what I was going to say. Like, uh, when is so my quiz in order on... to skew things Johnson's direction, we've decided to come up with a topic that he would be successful at, and it will be Microsoft Excel. <laughs> well, here's the here's the deal. Uh Johnson now has a 9 to 6 lead over you, Scoot. He's got 9 games. Uh you have 6 wins. This week though, we're shifting back to WVU Sports cuz that's what the people want, Scoot, unfortunately. They want to hear about the WVU Sports. So this week though, it's about WVU's history with the Big 12. So Ugh. it's recent. It's recent history, but it's yeah, it's I questions mean, come about on, Scoot. You can't give that sigh. It's it's going to be the time they played with Greasy Neal against Texas Tech. <laughs> Back before Texas Tech was Texas Tech, and it was Western Texas State University. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. It, it was. It's not that. Um, so always remember, every question is multiple choice because you guys need answers to be able to get the right one. <laughs> and... Uh, as we do, we flip a coin randomly before every game. And this week, Johnson, you come out on top. Yes. You get to go first. The coin so loves you, Johnson. The coin loves you. Rip off. I actually agree with what you said on last week's show, Johnson. Which yeah. is him. You going first is actually more of an advantage right. for Scoot. It sets Scoot that he belly aches, but it's, it it's sets the, him up for the steal in ten points if I miss it. So it's actually it's the defer the kickoff thing. Yeah, like, he's a, such right? a whiner about it. But all right, Johnson. This question is for you. What is WVU's record against Oklahoma State since joining the Big Twelve? Is it four and four? Five and three, two and six, or one and seven? <sighs> Let's see. I think it's been rough sledding against Oklahoma State. I think it's more than one, but I, I can't decide. I'm going to go, what, you said two and seven? Two and six. They've put, we've had eight seasons. In two there. and six. Um, I, ugh, that doesn't feel great either, but I'm going to go two and six. That's correct. We are two and six. We've won one in Stillwater and one in Morgantown. Because I know they, they put a damper on our get-together last season. That is um, true. And I think the last two home games that Scoot and I have been to, we've lost um, to Oklahoma State. I think we've been there I think we have been home, to the last two Yeah, the last State two home, home trips uh, they've beat us, so that's a shame. Yeah. 
which is very bizarre. So we, we owe we them. Need, we weekend. owe them. We do. That is the we week we them. keep going to. Like, yes. Or maybe we are exceptionally bad luck. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we bring. Maybe. Oh, my maybe gosh. That's terrible bring. thought. Yeah. Like, the last two times they've played in Morgantown, they've beaten us. Oh, well, okay. We're not. Yeah, that's this is a way. So next year, if we go. <laughs> we, 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 we won't go to an Oklahoma State game. <laughs> okay. That's what it's. All right, Johnson, uh, you take a quick five to nothing lead over Scoot. And Scoot, this question is to you. What is West Virginia's highest finish ever in the Big 12? Mm. All right, place finished in the Big 12. Is it second, fourth, fifth, or third? That's a good question. It's a very good question. I believe our best finish in the Big 12 was third that's correct third place finish in 2016 we tied oklahoma state seven and two but oklahoma state had the win on us that year so uh oklahoma state ended up playing oklahoma for the championship game and uh we finished which is a very west virginia thing to happen yes very much very much so all right so scoot ties it up five to five we have two correct answers in the first two questions that's a rarity folks right here on bluff the floor we are on fire scoot Johnson, Johnson, yes. this question goes back to you. How many total wins has WVU had since joining the Big 12? So this is conference and non-conference, total oh, wins. Okay. All right? All right. Since joining the Big 12, how many total wins have they had? Is it 67, 75, 81, or 72? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to go with, let's see, you said 72. I did say 72. Yeah, I'm going to go with 72. That's incorrect. Scoot for the steal. Is it 67, 75, or 81? Wins in the Big 12 since we've been in it, correct? No, total wins. Total Total wins. Not just Big 12. Okay. No, no. Yeah, so since we've joined the Big 12, Total wins, conference and non-conference games. Oh, conference and non-conference. Okay. Uh, 75. That's correct. 10 points in the steal goes to Scoot. He gets a lead 15 to 5. You got the benefit of my guess. I knew 81 yeah. was too high. All right. That was a, that's, a, that's not bad, 75 No, that's wins. actually – that's. I mean, that's nine win average. So that means our 10 win year uh, negated the four win season, you know, stuff like that. So that's not bad. It's not bad. All right. All right. So, Scoot, this question is back to you. WVU has never won away at Oklahoma, but which two teams have never won at Mountaineer Field? Is it Kansas and Iowa State, Kansas and Baylor, Kansas and TCU? Or Kansas and Texas Tech. Mm. Kansas feels like a good bet. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say Kansas. So you're confident in Kansas. I feel Kansas is one of them. Uh, I am going to say Kansas and TCU. That's incorrect, Johnson. Is it Kansas and Iowa State? Kansas and Baylor, or Kansas and Texas Tech? I I really feel like I should know this, but I I think it's Kansas and Baylor. That's correct. Baylor has not won at Mountaineer Field yet. Johnson takes the steal. Which is interesting because of the string of really exceptionally good Baylor teams that we've had in the Big 12. Uh, that's interesting that they haven't gotten a home win against us. So uh, we are 4-0. and 
uh, at home and one and three away. So it's interesting. All right, here we go. Back to uh, you, Johnson, on this one. All right, all tied up, 15 apiece. Yep. Which Big 12 team has kept WVU to the fewest average points against the conference foe? It's 24 or 28.4 a game since joining the conference. Which team has kept WVU to the, the lowest huh. point average? All right, and they're in their games against each other. Is it Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, or TCU? So this one, I believe I'm going to go with TCU. Ooh. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. But I'll give you this. TCU is like number two on that. It's very cool. Okay. Okay. So uh, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Oklahoma, we've had some shootouts. Like we've had some big time scoring games. I think of the Tavon game, which I was at, which uh, again was a loss. Um, So maybe I'm the bad luck, but anyway, uh, I am going to say. Uh, I think we're think we're doing some root cause analysis here, Skew. We've we've had several closer games with Oklahoma State, so I'm going to say Oklahoma State. That's correct. Oklahoma State has held us to 28.4 on average in our games against them, and you take the steel scoot 25 to 15 now over Johnson. Pretty impressive tonight, Scoot. Pretty impressive. Thank you. And this question Thank you. is the last question before final bluff, and it's over to you, Scooty. What Big 12 team does WVU have the smallest point differential with since joining the Big 12 at 1.5? Okay, point mm. differential is 1.5. Which team is it? Is it TCU, Kansas, Baylor, or Texas Tech? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, I am going to say Texas Tech. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Johnson, to you, a point and a half differential. Is it TCU, Kansas, or Baylor? So you remember a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, Guido, I insisted, like I had this string of I just kept rolling with Geno Smith as all my quarterback answers, and you kept buzzering me every time. <laughs> I feel like I'm at risk of doing that again, but I, I feel like I want to say TCU. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I That's feel awesome. like you should have said Baylor is what you should have said. Think about those Baylor games. They've all been super close games. Well, but we've always... also gone to Waco and gotten blasted, so I right. didn't I didn't really yeah. think that was an option. Super well, close game. there games. you go. All right, so, Scoot, you take a lead going into final bluff over Johnson 25 to 15 right now. Congrats. I think you, you can pull Thank this you. off, Scoot. It's looking good for you. I feel good about it. Uh, as always, going into fi- as always going into final bluff, uh, you guys have to have buzzer sounds. So, uh, Scoot, what's your buzzer this week? Bing bong. <laughs> hey, wasn't that uh, you stole that? The, you stole that. That's thievery. <laughs> Josh Witz. It worked for him. Yeah, it, it worked, did for, work him. for him. Josh. It did. All right, Johnson. What's your buzzer this week? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what the world? As in pro- focus. Um, all right, so we've got our buzzers, as strange as they may be. We're coming in a final bluff. Scoot has a lead, 10 points over Johnson. Final bluff's worth 25 points, guys. Here we go. WVU is currently 36-36 and 36 going into their ninth season in the Big 12. Of the eight seasons that we have played in the Big 12, how many of those seasons have they had a winning conference record? How many seasons have they had a winning conference record? Is it? Three, five, two, 
or four? Focus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said Weckard, first of all. I've been holding in a laugh until you got through that. Weckard. Weckard. Waskily Weckard. Waskily Weckard. Weckard. All right. Johnson. Oh, all right. All right. I'm sorry. Did I not I win that? I thought I got there with the bing bong. I, I clearly I had, screamed focus. I, I had Johnson coming in first, and that was very close, but I had Johnson <laughs> first on that one. Is it because Your the options bu- came off? But bu- 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 bing bong. Focus. <laughs> Maybe it's because your internet stinks and you would probably get in quicker if yes. it wasn't. Yeah, it sounded like this. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to go, Guido. I think they have split. I think they have had four winning seasons. And Johnson wins on the final bluff. It has been four winning seasons, 2014, 2016. 17 and 18. Dana fig- finished. Da- Listen, say what you want. Dana finishes last three seasons with winning records in the Big 12. That's a good record. That's a good record. Uh, Johnson, congratulations. You take the uh, win right there and win 40 to 25 over Scoot. Sorry, Scoot. Tough one. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Uh, as always, uh, we like to we like to try to test you guys. Unfortunately, this week it seems like uh, Johnson pulled out again. Scooty on you. So maybe you can win another one sometime in the next yeah. you know four or five weeks. When when you write the win in there for me. Okay. <laughs> when I write, when I give you the when I give you you know where where else have you worked? You want me to do? Uh, <laughs> you want me to do questions about subway airplane seat airplane seat factory questions. <laughs> Airplane seat factory questions. All right. Next week, we will be doing questions about Boeing. All right. So, listen, let's take a break. We'll come back with our new segment that we like to call, I Can't Believe My Ears. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio you'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. All right, welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Hey, folks, don't forget, check out our website. You can now buy merch there, Johnson. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Hells yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, you can buy merch. <laughs> Check out our website. You can get merch there now. GotYourEarsOn.com, Johnson. It's uh, it's getting fancy. Yeah, so we're adding stuff all the time. But if you check out the new merch store, 
Uh, you can see if there's any products out there that you want to help support the show and get some cool swag. We've got some really cool designs out there, Guido. So we're talking shirts, sweatshirts, hats. Go check it out. Um, and always, as always, you know, you can get there via gotyourearson.com. So you can find the links there to the store as well as the latest show right in the sidebar. And we will post in the show notes all the stuff we talk about on here and probably even a few things we didn't even get to. So check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. Check out the store. We've got some. Uh, we've got some. We got some new T-shirts that we're working on that might be on the next week or two. So I'm excited. Uh, definitely, definitely check it out. Some fun ones. We got some fun shirts coming out, Scooty. So that's right. It'll be it'll be a good time. So um, this is a part that Scoop brings us something that is strange and odd. It comes from the internet, and uh, that he usually finds while he's sitting on his couch. In the evenings, eating cheese and crackers. Yes, eating cheese and crackers, and and watching uh, some weird show about marriage that's on TLC, like Find the Dress. It's a great show. This is this is a segment we like to call "I Can't Believe My Ears." What do you got for us this week, Scoop? Okay, well, similar to the title of this segment, I'm not sure if you guys were catching this. It was trending on Twitter, but okay. uh, I believe today or yesterday in the Bronx, New York. Uh, there was a live concert going on. Are you familiar okay. with this story? Nice. There's I concerts? There was a live concert going on on the roof of a tractor trailer. Okay. Rolling okay. through the Bronx. Bad Bunny was performing. Bad Bunny? So moving tractor trailer. Moving tractor trailer. Just rolling through town. Rolling through town. Bad Bunny was rapping on the roof of the tractor trailer. Okay. Uh, including the fact that he had to duck when bridges were Wow, going. yeah. This <laughs> and tree limbs. Why didn't he just get a flatbed? Like, isn't it, wouldn't, I, wouldn't you it be would easier? Think if, the, the trailer, I guess, was he's bad to, bunny, Guido. The trailer was made to look like a, uh, it kind of looked like a subway car, which is a bizarre also, okay. that he would be rapping on a trailer that looks like a subway car, above ground, no less, <laughs> um, rolling through the Bronx. Do we know if, like, did it draw a crowd? Yes, yes. People started, like, once they saw that it was Bad Bunny, which is, again, maybe, I don't know who's in the marketing department for uh, for Capitol Records or whatever record company he's associated with. Bad Bunny, kind of a strange name. But anyway, um, yes, once people found out that Bad Bunny was rolling through the streets on the roof of a subway car-looking trailer while ducking bridges and traffic lights they all ran out to the streets waving flags and and catching some of bad bunny's uh latest hits do you think in brooklyn this is like a tuesday like if bad bunny went rolling through my neighborhood i'd be like what on earth is going on do you think people here were like oh yeah it's just bad bunny on the roof L- of a listen, trailer what do you think the response would be if bad bunny rolled through uh on, along i don't know i want to say i-79 but let's say let's say <laughs> one let's say route 19 in charleston <laughs> Like um, what? What would the response be? Would would people even notice? Well, I think people would probably definitely notice. I'm just not sure if it would be uh, noticed in, in a good way. What would Bad Bunny's reaction be if he was rolling? Do you think Bad Bunny could handle Route Seven between <laughs> New Martinsville <laughs> yeah, and Morgantown? That, <laughs> that would that be would rough. Be tough. I mean, first of all, I think there's only like probably 10 or 12 houses along the way for people to come out of. I think he's going to need a handhold somewhere. Like, yeah, right? There's a lot of turns. There's a lot of turns. There's a lot of hills. I, I mean, would imagine branches would be a concern. Here, Here's my thing, guys. Maybe we should think about this. Maybe we should 
go to Morgantown okay. and rent ourselves a tractor trailer right. and broadcast the podcast from on top we of the tractor trailer. We could on do the that. roof. Yeah. Not at the uh maybe we could do it at the uh the Chick-fil-A parking lot. I knew you were going to go there. That I'm so Are you not excited for the next visit to the Chick-fil-A parking lot? I'm su- I'm super excited. For that setup. Like, I think that's what we got to do. I think we got to do a broadcast from the Chick-fil-A parking lot like on a the live roof show. of Uncle Frank's cousin Frank's Uncle Mark's Maybe truck. we do. Maybe we start. Maybe here's what we do is we get a we get ourselves a uh we get ourselves a flatbed and we we start in downtown on High Street in downtown and downtown and we uh, and we broadcast the show while we go up you know towards Evansdale and to Patterson Drive and, and go to the Chick Fil A. But now look, talk, back to Scoot's point. Talk about a treacherous path. Like we might be <laughs> mid segment and somebody takes a roll off the back of the flatbed. That's a listen. If if we're gonna do this West Virginia style, it's got to be in the in the bed of a dually truck. Now we're talking. Yes, yes. Yeah. that's absolutely. We need to do this in the bed of a dually truck. Yes, Johnson. How long how long Johnson do you think it would take to get from down on game day? You think it would take to get from downtown up Sunnyside and oh and man, over to that's a trek. That's it's like a three-hour ride. Yeah, I th- yes. I think. it'd be the longest podcast we've ever recorded. Do you think people would run to the streets like they did for Bad Bunny? No. Yeah, of course they would. What are you talking about? I think what we need to do is we need to toss out like some merch as we're making our way down, you know, to some some faithful listeners, and then that would be that would Maybe get some, some recognition. Yeah, koozies. toss out some koozies, right? Now, Bad Bunny dressed. He he sort of looked like he was dressed like Prince. He did. I saw that when I looked it up. Would Johnson? Like, would you dress like Prince while we broadcast? Like Lil Sweet? Yeah, like 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 <laughs> like Dr Pepper yes. Lil Sweet. <laughs> it's yeah. a sweet one. Yes, that that Lil Sweet. <laughs> would you dress like that? No. While we did our podcast, I would not do that. I would not do that. <laughs> I mean, I think this is an interesting idea. I think we need to try to pull this off. Uh, I think it's kind of listen. If if you feel that we need to do this for one of our broadcasts, tweet at us. Let us know that you want to hear us while recording while on the bed of a dually truck, and we'll have to find somebody with a dually truck, which (laughs) won't be very hard, I don't think, but. But we'll find somebody with a dually truck. So Scoot wants to roll in at the next time Oklahoma State visits Mountaineer yes. Field because apparently that's the only game we ever go to. And I don't know that West Virginia wants us to do that because they lose every time we do that. But um, we will do that, and we will broadcast on the bed of the dually truck. I like. I like it. I think it's. I think it's. And a we great will idea. attribute the idea to Bad Bunny's roll through Brooklyn. Yes. Right. Uh, and we'll make shirts that say "Bad Bunny ain't got nothing on us," and in the back, I'll have that's right us sitting in a dually truck. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. So bye week's over. We're in to conference play. We head to Stillwater this weekend and play Oklahoma State. It's Saturday, three thirty. You can find it on ABC, and we'll be sure to talk about it next week, guys. So don't forget, check us out. You can find us on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. And don't forget, check out our website and our new merch section at scottyourearson.com. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks for listening. This has been Got Your Ears On. Got Your Ears On.